0: On to the Talking Reef Podcast. Questions and comments are always welcome. Please send them to podcast at talkingreef.com. And don't forget to visit our website at www.talkingreef.com. Now here's the show. Welcome, everybody, back to Talking Reef Podcast, episode number 20. Uh, First of all, I'd just like to take a moment and give a special thanks out to everybody who continues to check out the show and continues to recommend the show and visit the website and support the show. It's been excellent. The show has been received very well uh, from everybody that's been checking it out, been getting a lot of of good feedback and uh, some high praises from it. Uh, We've got some great things coming in the future. Uh, Not a whole lot I can talk about yet, but uh, hopefully some more good announcements coming up. Uh, as you see, the last one that I finally came out with was the, was the interview that we did. And I, it seems like everybody enjo- enjoyed that. I hope everybody uh, really enjoyed that. I thought that was one of the, the best shows that we had done. Um, just wanted to remind everybody that this show is also heard on NHCWX Radio. Uh, there's a link to that site uh, right on the homepage of the Talking Reef website uh, if you want to go check them out and are some of their other programs. A lot of good shows on there. And next, I wanted to mention that Matt and I have both been very busy this last week. So we, we've tried a couple times to get together to get the second installment of the filtration series done, and our schedules just have not worked out. Uh, we are still continuing to work on that, and hopefully that one will get out very soon. And the next thing I wanted to talk about is uh, feedback for the interview that we just did. Uh, Stephen Pro has been in our forums and continues to check out our forums, and there has been a couple items uh, regarding feedback left in the podcast feedback section in the forum, and he has made a couple comments in there, and he's been very interested to to hear feedback and hear what people thought of the interview. So, if you have any comments, uh, praises, any anything like that, please f- drop into the the forums and just post a quick uh, comment in there, uh, so so I can see it, and so Stephen can see it, and hopefully reply back. Uh, also, Stephen had posted uh, a thread in there mentioning how uh, about the different uh, meetings and in, in organizational type things that he's going to be speaking at. Uh, over the next year. So uh, you should check that out and see if any of them are in your area. You can get the opportunity to come out and meet him and h- see him speak in person and talk about a lot of the stuff that he's been working on. So make sure you check out the forums and check out that thread and uh, throw in your comments if you if you have any. So I haven't received really any questions or anything specific for the show. I uh, haven't really received a lot in a, in a, in a little while, so we're going to kind of continue to skip over the the question and answer section until uh, we come across something that uh, somebody wants answered. also want to remind everybody that uh, the voicemail line uh, is still up and running. I uh, haven't really received any, any feedback there or anybody using it. Uh, the phone number for that is right on the website on the right-hand side on the home page. I just wanted to make sure everybody understands that Uh, To dial that phone number from a phone may, you know, depending on where you are in in the world, you may uh, have long-distance charges. But uh, if you are not in the U.S. and you want to leave a voicemail on that, uh, you can use Skype. There is some information for that on the website, and I'm going to work to get a little bit more information up on the website. Uh, But you can use Skype, and you can leave messages and call into the show and and leave a message for it, and that's totally free. So if you have any questions about that, just let me know. Uh, Like I said, there's more information on the website so let's move on to the topic that we're going to be discussing in the show and that topic is about test kits now first of all i want to mention that what i'm not doing here is uh, i have not done a a full side-by-side comparison in other words i did not go pick up five different test kits and do um, comparisons on all of them to show the differences in what they're reading Uh, that's something i'd like to do in the future uh one thing is, you know, I don't really have a whole bunch of money to go out and buy all these different test kits. They can get rather expensive. So uh, what I'm going to, what I've done is I'm just going to talk a little bit about a recent problem that I had and how I have worked to resolve that and how test kits came into play uh, during this problem that I had. Uh, These recommendations are solely based on uh, my experience with it. Like I said, I did not go through a full scientific study here. It's just some observations and uh, experiences and, and stuff. So, you know, you can take my recommendations at face value, um, take them with a you know a grain of salt or whatever and uh, don't take them to heart as gospel. Uh, please go out and, and confirm if you have any questions or if you're using one of the test kits that I, I may be mentioning that is good or bad, uh, make sure you confirm it with other sources before you know you just throw away your test kits or before you go out and spend money on all new test kits, but uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you some information that I had run into and discuss this problem that I ran into. So basically, this problem that I had is I had some some uh, stony corals, and these corals were Montipora capcornis. These are the Monte caps, the uh, corals that kind of grow in uh, the ringed cup fashion and in various layers. Uh, very beautiful corals. If you're not sure what they what they look like, um, they're common in the hobby. Very well known. Very a lot of people, most people with uh, stony corals in their can- tank eventually start keeping these. They're they're just lovely corals. Uh, you should check them out uh, on the internet. You can pretty much Google and pull up many hundreds of different types of pictures of them. There's some really nice different specimens. Okay, so anyways, the problem that I was having with these is I have actually had uh, I have two different colonies in here in my tank these two colonies were actually from two totally different sources uh, one was they're actually both from uh, local reefers in my area that i had, I had got them from but they're from two different people which means they came from two different tanks uh, and they had totally different backgrounds they didn't you know like I said they didn't come from the same place and I had had them for probably about three or four months and what had started happening is the the rim of of them which is normally a it doesn't have any polyps on it that's that's where the coral grows at and it's usually a very rigid rim all the way around the edge of these corals and what had started happening was that that hard ridge was going away and the tissue was starting to fold over the edge and then it would start to look like it was drooping off, and the, the tissue was actually falling off of the edge of all, all of my caps. And it, the best way to explain it was it looked like it was melting like some kind of bad chemical reaction, and the, the, the tissue was just melting off of the edge of these uh, of these caps. Small little bubbles would start forming, and I, I, for the life of me, I could not figure out what it was. Uh, while I'm thinking disease or even uh, the the Montipora eating nudibranchs. And I I inspected the corals, I turned them around, I looked, you know, very, very carefully, I did not see anything on there. Uh, Also, you know, like referring to disease, uh, after monitoring them for a little while and noticing it was only affecting the rims. Uh, So I kind of, led a little bit away from disease. I didn't really think it was disease because it was only affecting the rims. Uh, they continued to show normal coloration, normal polyp extension. Everything looked fine. The only thing that looked wrong with them is this melting around the rim. So uh, as with any normal hobbyist, the first thing I did is I pulled out my test kits. Uh, the first signs of trouble, I pulled out and I tested my pH and I tested my ammonia, my nitrate, my nitrate, my alkalinity, my calcium, all the normal things that you test when when you start running into possible problems and phosphate and all that stuff. Well, what I was using is I'm using an uh, Aquarium Pharmaceuticals uh, Master Test Kit, and it's a liquid test kit, and that test kit includes the ammonia, pH, nitrite, nitrate. And all my readings looked pretty good there. And what I'm using, uh, I've used uh, the fast test Kit for the liquid test kit because the fast test makes both a powder test kit and a liquid test kit. I have used both, uh, but I was using the fast test liquid test kit to test my alkalinity, and I was using the Higgins test kits to do my phosphate and to do the calcium. So everything had tested out fine. Uh, alkalinity was, you know, for the most part, everything was was looking normal. Uh, my calcium was looking normal, right around 380 parts per million, um, you know, varying, you know, 360, 370, 380, 390, somewhere around there, depending um, on what the situation was. I was also going through some new techniques with calc- with uh, dosing calc, so there was every once in a while I had a little bit of a fluctuation in there, but everything normally above 350 with calcium <coughs> is usually usually okay. So I went through this and I had tested and like I said, everything had come out fine. So I'm just mind boggled trying to figure out what's going on. Um, After going through careful inspection and testing everything, I finally decided, okay, I I don't know what this is. And I I resorted to a common practice when dealing with stony corals that look problematic. And what you do is you you basically take your, your cutting utensils, whether they're uh, little clippers or bone cutters or whatever, and you remove or frag off the affected areas. Whether these are branching corals, you may frag off the, the damaged or infected or necrotic branches. Uh, in this case, what I did is I kind of took my, my little cutters and I cut off the rim about uh, a, a quarter of an inch away from the rims. So the the objective there was to try if if this tissue around the rim of the coral was somehow infected with something that wasn't affecting the rest of the colony like I said it was only the only the the rim that was being affected so I went through and I removed the edges on both of these colonies because both of these colonies were affected by this and they were having the exact same symptoms uh, which really struck me as odd like I said because they are from two totally different places I also I have other Montipora. I have Montipora digita, I have two different types of Montipora digitata. Uh, both of them are even in cro- close proximity to these Montipora capricornis, and I these these other Montipora uh, stonies were not having any problems. Uh, they were they seemed to be growing decent, uh, and everything seemed to be okay. So. One one day, basically what happened is I had went to the store to pick up a new tel- calcium test kit, and I brought it home, and I tested my calcium, and lo and behold, my test readings on that came out to 290 parts per million, well under 300, uh, it was about 280, 290, and Basically, at that point, I raised my calcium. I, I used a, a specific product called Turbo Calcium, and over the course of about a week, I had I'd worked my calcium levels back up to uh, above 350, uh, slowly back up into you know the 380 to 400 range, and have been maintaining them at that level for about a uh, um, you know a couple of weeks to a month now, probably. I don't know, two to four weeks something like that. I don't remember exactly when all this happened, uh, but I, lo and behold, my Monty caps are recovering. The tissue is no longer melting off the edge. I'm starting to get the the sharp rim around the edge, and uh, there's just been dramatic differences in in all of my all of my stony corals. I'm getting uh, even even to the point of getting just much more intense coloration growth has just been you know through the roof because i've got my calcium levels back up back up to where they should be so the the main point that what I, i wanted to mention here is i had been depending upon a test kit these hagen test kits to to give me my reading and they were giving me false readings and it was leading to the problems that i was having So the salifert test kits that I picked up were giving me much better readings, uh, much more accurate readings. And once I adjusted my calcium levels to the appropriate level based on the salifert test kit, I saw, honestly, within a week, I saw a dramatic change in almost all of my stony corals. Much better coloration, super noticeable difference in growth I'm I'm noticing new polyps branches starting to form uh, better coloration thicker growth everything was looking so much better so basically the point that I'm trying to make here is you can't always trust your test kits at face value so basically a a rundown of like I said what I've been using I've been using uh, the aquarium pharmaceuticals master test kit and I've been fairly happy with that Uh, it's it may not be the best one out there as far as usability. Uh, the color scales uh, to determine your your levels, they're they're pretty good. Um, to compare that against uh, the other test kit that I've used was a a fast test master test kit, uh, and that was the the powder type. You you take a water sample and you've got these little powder samples that you 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 pour in there and then you shake them up. And uh, it's overall it, the fast test kit is a pretty nice test kit. It gives you Uh, real quick results uh, seem to be fairly accurate results uh, not real messy to work with Uh, the color scales they come with actual color chips and those seem to be real real good to read Uh, the same thing with the aquarium pharmaceuticals one Uh, overall I give it a thumbs up on on both of these these master test kits I've had good luck with them they seem to be accurate readings they've never you know gave me from what I can tell false readings so both the Fast Test Master Test Kit and the, uh, the Aquarium Pharmaceuticals Master Test Kit I've been pretty happy with. The next test kit that I've used is the Fast Test Alkalinity Test Kit. I don't have any other alkalinity test kits to, mar- to compare that against because this test kit that I've used, uh, I've been pretty happy with the, f- the Fast Test in the past, so I continue to use these ones and the price was fairly good. Uh, and it seems to give me pretty good test readings. It's a real nice test kit and it's real easy to use. Uh, the one nice thing about the, the fast test, test kit, uh, and, and specifically with the alkalinity, is there are certain type of, of test kits that when you mix in your different chemicals, some of them you actually shake, and some of them you actually swirl. And when you're dealing with the ones that you kind of swirl the liquid around in there, they're actually a lot easier to use, they're a lot cleaner, and they... Overall, the experience using these test kits is just, I, I like them a lot better this way. Uh, so this is, that's the type of test kit the Fast Test uh, Alkalinity Test Kit is. It's the one where you swirl it in there. Uh, reading it is very easy. Uh, it's got a very good color change scale. Basically, you count the amount of drops that you put in until it goes from one color to another color, and the, the color change is a fairly dramatic color change. So it's definitely noticeable. You notice right when that color changes, you can take your amount of drops that you put in there, put it on your chart, get an accurate reading fairly quickly, or really quickly. It really works well. Uh, the phosphate test kit and the original calcium test kit that I was using was the Hagen's the test kit. Uh, oh, my overall thought on the Hagen's test kit is I do not like them. Uh, I, I'm going to give them two thumbs down. Uh, the Test tubes are large, there's lots of different chemicals that have to be added, which is not uncommon, so that's not necessarily a negative, but um, you actually have to shake these ones, you can't. Sw- you don't swirl them, which can be fairly messy because the caps that you use on these test kits, are they don't close right, and when you take them off after shaking, they leak all over the place. And they get all, you know, all on the sides of the test tubes. And then they get into, you know, with a little stand that has to hold them. And it really, they get kind of messy. I've also found that the, you know, as I mentioned with the calcium test kit, the the results were very inaccurate. So two thumbs down on the Hagen's test kits. Personally, I will not buy another Hagen's test kit. uh, And that's my opinion based on what I've seen They're, they're. Overall, hard to use. The test readings have shown to me to be uh, inaccurate and fluctuate and just not reliable. (coughs) The last test kit that I'm going to talk about is the one that I'm using now for the calcium. And this is the Salifert test kit. This is a very nice test kit. The price was good, it wasn't overly expensive. It comes with, uh, it's a when you open the bottle the box with the stuff in there it's fairly intimidating because it comes with a series of syringes and droppers and, and stuff like that to, to measure out the water and uh, but once you get through it and use it a couple times, it actually only took me three times of using it before I no longer needed the, the instructions to remember the, the amount of each to dose in there, and it was actually fairly, fairly easy to work with. Again, this is a type of test kit that comes with a, a larger test tube, but you swirl it, which makes doing the test a lot easier. You don't have to worry about capping it off and shaking it between uh, each different chemical that you add to it. Overall, it works very well. The color variation... Uh, to, and when you read the test again, it's the same thing. It's a quick, sudden change when when you hit it. This is one of those test kits where you mix up your first set of chemicals, and then you take your third, and you just slowly do one drop at a time, waiting for a color change. You count your your drops, uh, in, in a sense, and you take out your final results to to a chart, and it tells you you know how much what your reading is. So the Salifert test kit, overall, two thumbs up. The Salifert test kit is something that I will be purchasing again. I will be replacing um, my, elk, probably re- replacing my Fast Test Alkalinity kit with a, a Salifert when I get to that point. Again, the price is right. I like them, and I'd like to try the Alkalinity one for, for that also. So we'll see how I can kind of get a little bit of experience using, using that one and hopefully give some feedback on that one, see how, see how well it works. So that's pretty much my my review of these little test kits. Um, I know a lot of people out there have used a lot of different test kits. Uh, Again, this is my personal opinion, specifically regarding the Hagen's test kits, because those are the ones I'm giving negative feedback on. Uh, The other ones that I've used have seemed to do fairly well. I know that my uh, local fish store, the one that I go to all the time, they use the Aquarium Pharmaceuticals liquid master te- saltwater master test kit which is the one that i use uh, they use it i trust the stuff that they do so if they're going if it's good enough for them to depend on then it'll be good enough for me to depend on at this point so what i'm interested in is if there's anybody that's got any comments or reviews regarding different test kits i'd love to get them onto the website there is a couple different ways that we can do this uh, we can start some threads in the forums either in the f- podcast feedback form, or in the general discussion forum. Uh, we could even create a new form for these specifically if you want, but the way I'd prefer to do them is I would like somebody to, or anybody that's had experience using various different types of test kits, to go on the website and click on the review section. Uh, right at the top there, there'll be a link that says write a review, and basically you'll stick in whatever the product name is, and You'll go ahead and write your review on it. That way, we can start getting a, a small collection of some reviews for other people to use and, and check out. I think that would be very valuable to a lot of different people out there. So feel free to check that out. Um, again, like I said, there's multiple different ways. Uh, if you want to, uh, even if you want to send in a, a voicemail comment, and I can, you know, we can play the review on on the show or anything like that. So that's going to about wrap it up for this show. Uh, this is my review on fairly, you know, or my personal experience with a handful of different test kits. Uh, if you have any questions or feedback, please send them into podcast at talkingreef.com. Um, also, feel free to uh, call the, the voicemail line. Uh, you can use that directly using Skype, uh, using the, the screen name Talking Reef, or you can use the, the telephone number, which is area code 586. 486 3357. And that's going to wrap it up for tonight. I'll talk to you next week. Have a good one.